Good evening and welcome to another exciting episode of 48 Shades of Football. Um, possibly, well definitely my last one for the year, possibly our last one for the year. Although you were telling me you might have an award show coming up. Yep, there are uh, potentially uh, the 48s, the most eagerly anticipated K-League awards uh, of the year will be broadcast to you live next week. Live? Live with myself and the Phantom. Will they be like the uh, the Nobel Prize or the Ig Nobel Prize? Uh, the Ig Nobel Prize. The Oscars or the Razzlers? More like the Raspberry Razzlers. Uh, the suits are pressed, the, the, the bow ties are bought, and the invitations have been posted. If you haven't received you, yours, it's because you're not getting one. And uh, will uh, Man City player Max Tiskerud be there? He, he, will, he will have to be there to accept his awards in person. The two that he said he was going to get, right? Well, he apparently 97% of awards were going to go to him, so that's what we've done with the 48s, is we've given him 93.7% of the awards. Anyway, that's next week. That's next week, this week. This week we've got two the last few matches in the K-League for this year to, to review. Yes. The FA Cup final. Yes. Uh, and you've been doing some season reviews. Yes, I will give you my review of my team, and uh, the Chief will give you the alternative view uh, of a year following Suwon, please have your handkerchiefs ready for the tears. I hope it's. Uh, I hope his his reviews better than the actual season itself. <laughs> <laughs> it it starts poor and it doesn't get any better. <laughs> okay, so where do you want to start? With that amazing intro, obviously. Yeah, Joe Cocker, up where we belong. Oh, okay. I thought it was because so almost cocked it up, but no. So Joe Cocker, up where we belong. Thank you for that because a song name, right? <laughs> I guess uh, we'll leave it open to the listeners' interpretation. <laughs> so that is a bit of a, a bit of a, a, a spoiler, I guess. Uh, up where we belong, someone is up. I guess one of the two, one of the two Kilik giants or ex giants, uh, as Seoul played Pusan in, in the playoff, in the yeah. playoff final. Just so, just so it goes to show, you can hashtag as much as you want. Doesn't mean to say it'll come true. Indeed, indeed, the down with the capital, the relegate Seoul. All those hashtags were, import, were unfortunately futile in the end, yeah? So, game of course put over two legs. Yep. First leg down in Pusan, a uh, couple of Wednesdays passed. Um, Thursday. Thursdays passed. Just shows you how much, I was, how much attention I was paying. Um, did you go? I did not. It was two days b- before your vacation, I believe, because you didn't go to the, the home leg either, right? Yeah, uh, I'd done that foolish thing of booking a holiday for FA Cup final day. Okay. Uh, on the assumption that we wouldn't be there. Okay. Clearly, I didn't think we'd ever be in the relegation playoffs. So, <laughs> so as per the new 48 Shades podcast rules, yep. if you were not at a game or did not watch a game in total, we cannot talk about it. So, FA Cup final. I did watch the first leg okay. on TV. Okay, where were you for the second leg? Just so we can... Uh, I was uh, doing the... I was part of the advance team for the Phantoms trip to Hong Kong. Fantastic. So I went down to Hong Kong and... So were you handing out invitations for the 48s? I was. Fantastic. Hopefully we get a few replies. Okay, so you watched the first leg. Uh, do you want to take us through it? Because I, unfortunately, had, had to work late that day. Um, Seoul bossed it in one three one. That's not quite true. <laughs> Shall so, you take it through as kind of truthfully? Seoul were bright in the opening 10 minutes, passing the, the ball around nicely uh, without creating too much. Uh, and then uh, Pusan found their stride uh, and the rest of the first half was all about Pusan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took the lead maybe, what, 20, 25 minutes in? Somewhere, I think, yeah. When uh, Romelu, Romelu uh, had a long-range shot perfectly placed in the top corner. Okay. Before we go any further, Yang Hanbin, what was he? What was he doing? What was the goal? To, to quote Rangers TV, what's the goal they in Tam? He looked as if he just sat down, right? Uh, was he surprised? Was he caught off guard? Was he at fault? What do you think? He realised he wasn't going to get it. I don't think he was at fault particularly. Okay, just from the kind of replay, it just looked like he just didn't actually go for it. I mean, I, had, I didn't watch it live. I only saw replays later. So, so 
games that you're not supposed to talk about because you didn't watch them you're, you're just going to make random comments at me are you? Uh, pretty much yeah someone's got to someone's got to play the, the, the non-soul card right now okay so finished 1-0 half time yep Nothing of note else. Nothing else of note happened in the first half. It's a red card. Apart from the red card, which turned the whole playoff, both first leg and second leg, right? So I, I assume you're going to come out with a referee conspiracy. Oh no, no, like you have in recent weeks. No, no, no. Well, no. I mean, I think had Seoul needed a referee, they would have got one, uh, but they didn't need one. That was a completely ridiculous, rash uh, challenge. Completely stupid. Uh, for no reason I mean 1-0 up approaching half time at home playoff first leg final absolutely no reason to be making challenges like that stupidity I think it was a smart choice in recent years Seoul have been absolutely terrible when playing against 10 men uh, and that's a fair point and Che has been absolutely hopeless playing against weaker teams ok uh, historically even when he, even back when Seoul were good he used to drop points against bottom Bottom table, bottom of the table teams all the time. So, so you think it was tactical? Yeah, tactical red card. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so second half. Yeah, much much of the same or completely different? Uh, the, the first half of the second half wasn't very good at all from Seoul's point of view. They were huffing and puffing uh, and being really bad. Uh, and then uh, a, a substitution of tactical astuteness. Uh, Your favourite player came on. Yep, and <laughs> the game changed. I don't quite know how. I don't really think he contributed much. I mean, that that's the thing, right? So again, I didn't I didn't see it, but from from what I've read, I mean, like Patrick Young comes on. Is that correct? Yeah. And then so romp all over Pusan. Yeah. Just literally tear them apart. Three goals in about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Just like, do you think he came on and the Pusan players went, "Oh my God, it's Arsenal's Patrick Young." And just went to pieces, or do you think it was just a incredible tactical genius from Che? I've no idea. Those goals just came from nowhere. Yeah, you could say that they were all. I don't know if they were all, but I think at least two of them were crosses in and in the box that potentially the defender who was red carded might have been there to like clear or whatever, right? But it did look as if I mean it did look very much like Poussin completely fell apart after yeah, one yeah. inch it, look, it looked like there was a stiff breeze there that night uh, so in the first half so were playing into the wind in the second half they are playing with the wind behind them which may have contributed 1% uh, but I guess as the second half went on they were growing strong but they weren't making the most of their chances uh, and they looked a bit nervy when shooting uh, and then the Wookiee popped up at the far post and uh, tapped one in the Wookiee? the Wookiee the mini Wookiee the Ewok <laughs> Calm the Ewok, that is fantastic. Okay, so he, he popped up at the back post, that was one each. Yep, okay. Uh, a few minutes later, another cross swung in. Koyan dips down to head it, cannons off the post, no, barely gets over the line. 2 1. Okay, uh, and then right towards the end, there's a corner comes in, a firm header from uh, I forget what his name is now, Ch yeah, number 24, uh, past the keeper, 3 1. Soul in Dreamland. Yeah. Job done, surely. Soul in Dreamland, and some John Book fans were heading back to Jonju. Jinju. Jinju. <laughs> Wherever oh, they go back to. Like, on the bus, crying with the disco lights on. And, um, and Suwon fans, and Incheon fans. And I, I don't think any of them went down to Pusan, I don't oh, think. They were. Oh, but they had Pusan as well? Yeah. Because I know they were all there at Sangam. I don't know if it's the same ones, but yeah. But there were some, yeah. Okay, so 3 1. Deserved? Would you say that so deserved to win three one? Do you think two one one each? What do you think? I mean, on the on the way the game went, would you say that so were good for the three one win? Um, <laughs> that's hard to say because I was watching the match in a pub with a good friend of the podcast, Kelly, uh, and we foolishly made a bet that we'd do a shot every time Sol scored, except it would be three shots if they were. If they scored from open play, because they've not scored from open play okay. in many weeks, so my memory is a, a little bit hazy. So after nine shots, yeah. So you probably had more shots than Soul had, right? <laughs> and all mine were on goal. Okay. On target. 
<laughs> no comment. Let's move on quickly from that one, right? That, that, that's how rumours start. Um, but anyway, so that was the first leg. Uh, you obviously went to Hong Kong for the second leg. Um, I just want to ask you, before we move on to the second leg, um, obviously Pusan were selling tickets half price if you're wearing a, a non-FC Seoul K-League shirt. Yes. Any opinion about that? Great marketing. You think so? Yeah, I mean, wh- wh- why not? Quite, quite a big crowd, but I'm just wondering... I know obviously there were a couple of people there wearing, as we said, Suwon shirts and Chumbuk shirts, but... I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to go as far as to say it was great marketing or inspired marketing, but it's good marketing, I mean... Got people talking, I guess. Yeah, got people talking, it was, they probably advertised that more than what Suwon, but so advertised their their home leg, right? Uh, Which might explain their tendencies. I mean, what was there at Busan, like 12, 13, 11,000, something like that? Um, I mean, there was more at Pusan than there was at Sangam, right? Uh, I mean, the Goldogs, pretty sweet stadium if it's full. It's not a great stadium, but if it was pretty busy, it would be a, a good atmosphere. Uh, yeah, good enough marketing. I mean, would again, I mean, doing it in Pusan, I think I said this on the, on, on the group chat, but doing it in Pusan when you don't have, you know, many fans of other teams around. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, if if that was done at, at, at Seoul, you know, half price for, you know, like coming to Sangam for wearing a, a not in Pusan shirt, you know, you're a lot closer to like Anyang and Buchan and Eland, who would all be in a way end anyway, right? But I think, yeah, I mean, I think any marketing like that is a good idea, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many people took it up. I don't know how many people purposely wore a, a different sure so they would get half price but yeah fair, like, like fair play to anything that they brought in an extra couple hundred or a thousand or so people or three or three well there's at least three from John Book okay, okay. second leg second leg uh, so my plan was to go uh, I think I've been planning to go since that heady day when Inchon survived uh, on the last day um, but I had my company dinner, first of all. I had my company dinner on, on, on a Saturday evening. Uh, it, was like min- it was predicted to be minus eight, and the chances of me really wanting to stand in minus eight watching Soul fans celebrate is zero. So instead, I stayed home with the dog. So if Pusan had won the first leg 3 0, you would have gone. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. With my song that I'm top on. You're the ultimate fair weather fan. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the ultimate I don't like FC Soul fan. Um, so yeah, I'd have been there. I'd have been there. Um, but I wasn't going to go and watch what I thought, to be honest, I wasn't going to go and watch 20,000 fair weather soul fans who hadn't been there all season turn up. Uh, I was convinced that Sangam would be pretty busy. I thought you'd get at least 20 thousand or so particularly with the first leg result the game's over let's go and have a party and let's go celebrate had I known that there would be as many in the Pusan end as there was in the in the Seoul end I, I might have went yeah I was a bit disappointed with the crowd as well I think it was a really strange number I mean I know we've discussed this on the, on, on the group chat and the Phantom has his opinions and ideas but I disagree with every one of them that he said I think 9,000 is like a really low attendance but it is like the that that is the figure that Seoul will get, regardless of the opposition. Yeah. Except for FA Cup games against sort of Mokpur City Hall or whatever, Seoul don't drop below that. That's that's, that's their kind of um, minimum crowd. Yeah. It's just I just thought that you would get more fans there. Yeah. I just thought you would have people going for the party of we have survived because you wouldn't. I guess the the other fifteen thousand that normally go there to see me. I guess. Maybe when you announced that, that, that you weren't going, Mikel called everyone and said, no point, the big man's not there. Um, so the game itself, I guess it followed, the first half followed pretty much the pattern of the, of the first leg, right? Pusan took the lead quite early on. Yeah. Um, there's a cross whipped in and um, I forget who scored it, but he, he nipped in at the far post ahead of the defence and tucked it past Yang Ambin, who was preparing to gather the cross as it went across the goal. Okay. Um, Pusan obviously delighted. Hope they had hope, pick their tails up. One now, half time for this one now. Yep. Okay, second half, all Pusan. Uh, second half, my I was watching on my phone in Hong Kong on global roaming, so uh, kept cutting in and out. Um, but I, I got the impression that um, Pusan were sort of bossing it around, but Seoul was containing them enough. Yeah. Um, the Phantom thought that Seoul were a bit more positive. Um, but it stayed 1-0 until the 90th minute. 
obviously Poussin needed two goals at that time, so yep. they're pushing Everton further and further upfield. If I can just interject, the, the, the Phantom was 100% wrong. Everyone like, who, who watched it, even neutral fans who watched it, said that Poussin were bossing it. So yeah, I think Poussin had, had most of the open play second half, but I think so were easily containing them. Something that they haven't done all season, yeah, to, to the credit of Che for that one. Uh, so as Poussin continues to push up, their defensive line got higher and higher. Uh, and Sol basically cleared the ball. Um, it, Pak Jiong's running on from the halfway line to collect and t- try and take the keeper on one-on-one. The keeper dashes out almost to the centre circle. Uh, and Pak Jiong beats him to the ball by a step and does one of those long, long, slow, bouncing, curling ball, uh, shots that trickled into the net. <laughs> He almost never made the goal line, right? Yeah. Um, Part too young. Wonder sub, right? Super sub. Super player. Under Che, absolutely incredible. Player of the season. Got to, got to get awarded so fans player of the season, surely. Suho Shinagori have double the amount of banners for him next year. In fairness, two times zero is probably still zero. But I think he needs the contract extension. <laughs> he's only got two years left. Crazy. Lock, it, lock him in till he's... Wow. He's, what, five years younger than Idongook? As much as five. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a fitting goal to end a, a, a roller coaster. Got to be disappointing season, right? It was a fitting goal to put them in the relegation playoff in the first place, right? A dodgy, yeah. dodgy deflection. Yeah. Comedy, yeah. comedy goal. Um, I mean, I guess we'll talk about the K1 review maybe in a couple of weeks before we get into the Asian Cup and stuff like that, right? I'll just ask you one question. Yes. Putting aside your, your hate for FC Seoul, for the league as a whole, is it good for Seoul to stay up or good would it have been better for Pusan to get promoted? Um, I, I think it's a tough one. I think um, if Seoul were still pulling in 25,000, even 17, 18, 19,000 fans, I would say... It was a, it'd be a no-brainer. Of course, it's good for the league to stay up. You could argue it would be great for K2 teams to be getting that size of, of away support going there, um, but I don't think they would have actually gone in the K2 to be to, to be perfect. Not not in the same numbers that they maybe travel to other away grounds in the K1. If you say Incheon as a, as a representative, like somewhere that's close enough, but not glamour like Suwon, right? You get normally probably a thousand or so yeah. Seoul fans going there. So yeah, you, you might still get a thousand going to Anyang, Buchon. Yeah, you, you probably would have done that. So for the K two, it might have been better. I think in terms of for the K one, honestly, like Pusan, A isn't. I mean, I mean miles away. B, I'm not really a big fan of of Pusan itself. To be perfectly honest. I love the city, but I mean, in terms of, I don't think anyone is going to jump down in their droves to go to see, you know, like uh, Incheon versus Pusan or, or anything like that. Um, they do have a big away crowd, I guess, that would have been coming to Songnam and and Eland and stuff. Uh, but probably for the league, yeah, to have a to have your capital club in the K two is probably not the best thing for the league in terms of stature, in terms of. Uh, for example, Japanese, the rumours of, of the J-League being unhappy, that Korea still has four teams, the coefficient-wise and so on. You know, I think if you have your, you know, the FC Seoul in the K2, <coughs> then yeah, it's probably not great for the stature of the league, to be honest. Um, so probably, whether I, I, I like them or the fans or not, is, is irrelevant. So probably bring more to the K1 than Pusan would have done. I think that's the highest compliment we'll ever get from you. So probably yeah, <laughs> probably yeah, and I can't believe I said it as well. So you may want to edit that, uh, and I'll give you the truth afterwards. Yeah, but no, I mean I think in terms of for the league, I mean I know that some people have been commenting that you know for, it would be good for the league uh, if they were if, if they were relegated. My own personal opinion on that is that you've just lost one of the POSCO teams. If you also lost the GS team, and GS decided to pull the plug for some reason and Posco put the plug in John Am you're talking about a league that's absolutely no money in it a bunch of citizen clubs that can never compete with John Book um, so in terms of going forward uh, this might be the kick up the ass that GS needs to start investing more money back into the club to actually seriously compete with John Book and they've already shown a little bit of intent right by signing a player this week yep um, Uzbekistan, Uzbekistan International yep so 
Um, yeah, I think for the, for the sake of someone challenging John Book, I don't think so will challenge him next year, but they're going to be a lot closer. To, they're going to be challenging them sooner if they spend a year in K1 than they would do if they spent a, a, a year in K2, a year minimum in K2. Uh, if you ask me, like obviously being a Wednesday fan, I'm used to occasional relegations. So getting relegated wouldn't have bothered me so much except for the, the whole hashtag thing. Yeah. I think something that, that I think has been shown is, you know, if, if it wasn't obvious before, is so we're not a particularly liked team, let's say. I, I don't understand it, to be honest. That's a whole other podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I, think that, I think that much has been, has been made obvious I, well, over I, the last few weeks or so, yeah. I, I understand why some people don't like Seoul. But I think a bunch of other people just jumped on the bandwagon, to be honest. That I would agree with as well. Yeah, I, I, I would agree that I, I get why some people don't like them. Uh, I personally don't like them. Uh, I have my own reasons for that. Um, but, but quite. But you've right. been around since the early days, right? Yeah. If someone was going to rock up to Korea like next year and start supporting a Kaylee club and they're going to say, oh man, I hate FC Seoul, I'm not going to go to support Seoul, I'm going to travel all the way to Incheon or all the way to Suwon from Seoul or Songnam. It's a bit bit weird, no? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I've explained my reasons before. I mean, I mean, it's like, you know, I've been in amongst Seoul fans and whatever, and, you know, like, I've been at enough games, you know. Seoul are not the only team I don't like. Just be clear with this. I also don't like Suwon, as everyone knows. I don't particularly like Buchon, I don't particularly like Anyang, having been in amongst their fans. And, you just uh, hate everybody, don't you? No, no, they haven't been in amongst their fans. I, I have reasons why I, I don't particularly like them. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think uh, this year there are certain people who have, who have been in Korea for long enough. I don't mean long enough to form an opinion. That's not what I'm saying. You can form an opinion, like, you know, if you want. But I think just some of the 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 kind of people who, who may or may not have been jumping on the bandwagon, yeah, p- potentially. A little bit strange why some of them were tweeting. I just think that the feelings are a bit strong for something which didn't directly affect them. So that back in the day, there was an, an, a foreign Anyang fan, right? Clearly, he used to go to Anyang games all the time for a season, the season he was here. Uh, so yes, he, he was directly impacted by the move to Seoul. But someone that's moved to Seoul 10, 15 years later, I don't understand the, the emotional hatred that they have. I think, I think if a, a lot of it comes from what is perceived arrogance among the Seoul fans. This idea, you know, we're the capital club, so we should be challenging at the top of the league. You know, it's, I don't want to make the comparisons, but not too, too dissimilar to the current attitude amongst Rangers fans who can't understand why their team can't just buy their way to, to win the SPL, <coughs> yeah? And I think there is a, there's a perception that that's a, a kind of... A kind of attitude among soul fans. I kind of we're better than you because we're FC Soul. Let's be brutally honest here. FC Soul have won nothing since they were formed, right? Not a whole bunch. You know, it's not as if they're, you know, they've got fifteen trophies or something. Like that. Three titles and an FA Cup. Not really a huge and a amount. League Cup. Yeah, well, yeah, both the League Cup. But you know, what I mean, it's like the what I mean by that is it's not as if they're they're regular like do you know. Trophy winners is what I mean. I wouldn't put them in in that bracket. I can understand why people who who, who support who have supported Suwon for a long time yeah. are hugely frustrated because they, they were winning, you know, like like titles and cups, and they're absolutely awful Sol, now. Then FC Soul came along. And then, then <laughs> FC Soul came along. Again, I, I get why Suwon fans dislike Soul fans. I get why. I mean, it's interesting because I went to to the Incheon game with uh, Tom, and Tom was like, you know, it's quite funny because I actually hate Incheon. You know, historically, Songnam fans hate Incheon. Um, so there are local rivalries as well there. And But what, quite why some fans, I can understand why you would be surprised. But I think now it's clear that the majority of non-FC Soul fans dislike FC Soul. But that being said, I'm fairly sure if John Book or Suwon Blue Wings were in the playoff final you would have a hashtag relegate John Book, hashtag relegate the Blue Wings as well. I'm sure if the situation was reversed, I would be hoping that Pusan would have beaten Suwon or John Book. But I don't think I'd be 
have the kind of emotional intensity that I picked off picked up from some of the I mean yeah it's there not a whole lot you can do about it <laughs> okay so you mentioned transfers so we have Uzbekistan is, is that confirmed uh, there's a picture of him signing a document okay happy with that one um, it seems promising but then <laughs> normally when you see the 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 release from the, the the press release from the club, it, all, it always looks like he's going to be the next uh, Neymar. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, like Bejuan's guy, uh, like Chitu, Chatu. I always get his name wrong. Uh, he, 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 the guy who scored in their in their victory over Guangzhou. I mean, he's he's been a, a pretty decent decent signing. Um, this Becky guy, like uh, obviously, you've got history with Uzbek players. Jeparov. Uh, Jeparov. Scored the same goal twice. I love that. I still remember that. That's one of my favourite podcast episodes ever. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, Uzbekis do seem to kind of... I, I would probably rather see teams signing Uzbek internationalists than signing random Brazilians, again, as, we, as, we've, as, we, as we've talked about before, yeah? Okay. Speaking of random Brazilians, uh, Evandro Anderson, are they for the off? I guess, then? If Sol are going to bring in um, Jonathan... And Adriano, then they must be. And Osmar. And Osmar. Okay. So obviously you have the Uzbeki guy. Uh, Matic is apparently staying. Yeah. So the hypothetical question of of the week: You have Jonathan, you have Adriano, or you have Osmar. You can only sign two of them. Your Che. Which two do you sign? See, so you said you're going to ask me this, and that was before. That was just when when I didn't know anything about the Uzbek player, right? Who's apparently an attacking midfielder. Yep. Uh, then I would sign Jonathan and Osmar. Okay. Because Adriano's been shown to have skill but be disruptive. And I think Jonathan's probably better than Adriano now. And I'm yeah. not sure they play well together. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would say Osmar and Jonathan because I think Osmar is a bit of a rock. I actually really like the guy. Uh, Adriano, I think he's just like a, I, I think he's a mercenary. I don't, I wouldn't have anyone near any club. Uh, and Jonathan, as much as he thinks he's God, kind of is actually decent. I mean, he is the K League's Ronaldo, right? He's ripping his shirt off and stuff. Uh, but I think he actually is a decent player. And I cannot imagine Jonathan and Adriano in the same team. I mean, I think Adriano was shown at John Book that he literally needs to be the only. He needs to be the big fish in a small pond. He needs to be the big fish, yeah. Uh, he needs to be the only name in the team. And I think if he came along with Jonathan and this respect guy uh, and Matic, I, I think you'd have a lot of problems, I think. You know, who, who knows? Maybe he would dye his hair blonde again, though. And, and all would be forgotten or forgiven <laughs> or both. Of course, there are some other matches as well in the last two weeks. Uh, the day before each of the Seoul Pusan games, there was the FA Cup final between Ulsan and Tegu. There was indeed. First leg was down in Ulsan. Did you watch it? Uh, unfortunately, I was working late that night, so I didn't actually see any of it. Uh, so all I saw was the scores as, as they were coming in. Uh, I totally forgot about it, to be honest, and I didn't watch it at all. Uh, I know it finished 2-1. Okay. 2-1-2? Uh, to Tegu. To Tegu. Surprise result. Yeah, because in the league, Ulsan had beaten Tegu 2-0 all three games this season. Uh, they hadn't, hadn't lost to, to Tegu for years and years. So I guess they would have gone into the game pretty confident, especially at home for the first leg. Uh, and indeed, they did take the lead, as far as I'm aware. Uh, but Tegu equalised within a minute, uh, and then they got a late winner, uh, a header from Ed Edgar. Okay. So so they, they took a 2-1 lead to the final game at, at Daegu World Cup Stadium? Uh, but you would still imagine that Ulsan would have been pretty confident, right? I mean, even though they lost the, the, the home leg, you know, I, I would still have imagined that... Well, I mean, they beat Daegu, as you said, they 2-0 in, in the league game. So, you know, 2-0 victory down in Daegu would have been enough to kind of see them through, yeah? Got to imagine that they, they were at least probably thinking we can take this to penalties and ex or extra time and penalties if nothing else. Yeah. Um, didn't quite go that way, although I do believe that Osan pummeled uh, Daegu. Again, I had my... Unfortunately, I had my Christmas night out, as I said earlier. Um, so we were out most of the day. Um, but... Uh, from what I could hear it was a kind of backs to the wall part of the bus performance from Daegu for the first half at least uh, but then nothing each uh, Ulsan thrown everything at 
Daegu for most of the of the first half, uh, and then it all changed. Second half, just second half uh, on the hour. Kim Dae Won puts Daegu one 0 up. Um, Ulsan must have been disheartened at that point. Fifteen minutes later, Cezinho has been good all season. Puts them two 0 up. Everyone's thinking, well, Daegu got this wrap now. Uh, but there's still a further goal to come. In the 89th minute, Edgar again with a cheeky chip over the keeper. Absolutely beautiful angle. goal. Beautiful goal. Yeah. A, a thing of absolute beauty. I loved it. I bet he couldn't do it again. Bet he couldn't do it another 100 times if he tried. But but 3-0, 5-1 on aggregate. Who saw that coming? Yeah, probably no one, right? I mean, that, that, That's where you call a bit of a hump in over two legs as well. I mean, it's, it's really funny because if, if you'd asked me, or I think you did ask me actually, that, that, that what I felt was like... This is why I, th- I thought, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of two-leg finals, to be honest, because I think over two legs, the bigger team, the bigger name, the, the bigger team generally wins over, over the two legs, like in a final. Uh, and I thought Ulsan would, would have had enough over, you know, two games to have beaten uh, Daegu, but to have lost both, I think was hugely surprising. But to have lost that, that second one, absolutely humped 3-0 is... Surprising and hilarious, to be honest. No offence meant to the Ulsan fans, but I think having Daegu in the in the ACL, you know, they're winning their first ever trophy and the last ever game that they'll play, you know, in their in their home stadium before moving to the new one. It's like a fairy tale. It's fantastic. It's it's what we it's what we follow football for, right? And if they can make a better start to the K League next season, they could even uh, make a sustained challenge for the ACL next year as well, right? Because they they started off really terribly. Yep. And then Andre turned it around and they made a really strong charge at the end. But if they could... Uh... I mean, if they can keep the players, if they can keep you know, like their top players in that team, um, who knows where they can go, to be honest. Like, uh, you've got to take your hat off to Andre. He's done an absolute fantastic job since being appointed interim coach like last year, right? Um, I mean, who thought Diggy were going to stay up last year? Who thought they were going to be like the first team safe this year, uh, and then FA Cup final win at ACL next year, and suddenly ACL games are gettable. To I'm sure I can make the KTX every day go in time for a 7:30 kickoff as we discussed, right? Getting back may be a problem, but I'm sure my boss will give me a late start. So yeah, so fantastic, great way to end the season. Um, I don't think there's anyone, uh, any neutral who would who would have. Wanted a, wanted. I mean, Ulsan to win. I think Daegu winning a first ever final, first ever trophy. Brilliant. Of course, with uh, Ulsan already qualified for the ACL through the league. Yeah. Um, that means fans of Pohang must have been hoping for a, an Ulsan win. Yeah. Uh, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. So that means, unfortunately, there'll be no place in, in ACL next season for guys like Connor Chapman unless he moves. Uh, and uh, will. Tego make a good fist of the ACL? Or will it be just a, um, like Cheji did this year and not do much? I don't know. We'll see. I, uh, I'm not really sure who they have. I need to double check the, the groups. Uh, I know that John Book have an absolute nightmare group. Uh, by far the hardest group. Gyeongnam have what looks already like an easy group or an easier group to get out of. It depends on who the two playoff players are, teams are. But uh, in terms of Daegu, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they'll make a better fist of it than Jeju have done uh, when other teams have done in recent years. Uh, I mean, it is going to be a strange-looking ACL for Korean fans. I mean, John Book, Osan, Gyeongnam and Daegu. Uh, for, for non-Korean fans, it's going to be an even stranger-looking ACL, to be honest, right? Uh, they're going to have to be checking the maps as to where Gyeongnam is and Daegu are, right? Yeah, so, well, I think Gyeongnam is quite well-situated for the airport in Busan, but, <laughs> but yeah, I guess... Uh, if we talk about the season as a whole, fans of Kyungnam and Taegu will be ecstatic. Fans of Suwon and Seoul, hugely disappointed. Yep. Uh, in the K2, I guess Songnam fans are quite happy. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, given our, probably our pre-season expectations, I mean, Nam himself said he was building the team to, to, to challenge over three years, but we gave Nam a three-year contract unlike most managers in K in the K they could get one year at a time. Uh, I don't think any of us really thought with the team he put together, I don't think any of us thought we'd actually get promoted. I think we were all looking at a playoff being the best. I think you got lucky with the... We got lucky with the place. But you could argue that 
had that announcement not been made, that we probably we may not have lost and played as poorly as we did towards the end of the season, right? So you could argue that that announcement impacted on our play because we looked disinterested for a large period of time. And we only started playing again once Poussin got, got within breathing distance. So, But yeah, we got lucky. We got second place. We got promoted. Ecstatic, yeah. Promoted. Star. Asterisk. You can, you can star it all you want. <laughs> Put uh, three stars next day for all I care. But we'll talk about your season review and my season review at a later date. Yep. You've already done one, a season review with... The chief, chief in Korea, chief about in Korea. Suwon. Yep. So the we have our latest alternative view. Uh, I sat down with him this week and we discussed it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess we'll just uh, play that now. Yeah. Okay. So I'm joined tonight by everyone's favourite alternative view. Uh, we've got the chief back on, Joe from from Suwon. You're back on. Uh, I think the last time that we actually had you on the on the podcast was was back in Ansan. I think it was a half time. I think we both had one or two beverages to get us through the first half, yeah? But it's good to have you back on, Joe. Good to be back on, mate. Uh, you're obviously on to give us a, an end-of-season review of your of your favourite sons. Well, not your favourite sons, actually, but your favourite football team, I guess, yeah? I definitely thought they my favourite sons, yeah. <laughs> so I guess um, it's, been a, it's been an interesting season, obviously. This was your first season, right? As, a, as an official season ticket holder, right? Yes, yes. I mean, you, you've obviously been to other games. I mean, we went to the odd game at Tanshan. I've seen you down, you know, in the big board and so on. But this was your first actually like official season ticket, yeah? Yeah, for I mean, for about 10 years, I just you know, followed it from a distance. Went to a few games down again. But this was the first, the first season of having a season ticket and planning to go as many games as possible. Okay. So I guess uh, that kind of leads us right in. I guess, I mean, that when you got... So that you actually started... I'm right in saying that you started... Following Suwon with a couple of games uh, at the end of last year, right? That's right. We're at the last two home games, which uh, were Kim Dae's first two games, actually. We lost 1-0 at home in Busan, and then we beat Anyang 4-0 in the last game of the season. Okay. So, based on, on those games, like, what would you have said then? Like, what do you think were your kind of pre-season expectations for, for 2018? Like I said, you know, I hadn't followed them closely, so I didn't really know. But based on the final game, because the, the, the loss to Busan, you know, Busan at that time were going for the playoffs, they were in the cup final, so they were a decent team. Obviously, had that tragedy to deal with. But beating Anyang 4 0, Suwon FC looked like a decent team. Uh, and then there was all the talk, all the, the so called experts that were predicting Suwon FC for promotion or at least the playoffs. So I thought, oh, yeah, here we go, it should be a, a good season. Uh, alas, it wasn't. Okay, so I mean, obviously, someone I guess fell below what what you what you were expecting. I mean, as you said, I mean, a lot of experts or or you know the so-called experts kind of had them predicted. Uh, one of them being myself, I actually had them as as kind of at least getting in the playoffs. I mean, they obviously never never quite got there. Uh, I mean, never really got running, I guess, at, at all. But. Where would you say that? What I mean, where would you place the blame for for that? Like, was it on the new coach? Was it on you know like they brought in the the MLB boys? I think it was. You know, like no, was it the tactics? Like, where would you say was the main reason why they fell short? You know, it's obviously got to be a, a mixture of the coach, the players, the tactics. But I think the biggest share's got to go to the coach. Uh, it was hard to tell what he really wanted to do he had, he had this vision of 4-3-3 but always left the central midfield one central midfielder isolated and yeah. you know he could never change a game you know I think I've mentioned before that um, if we went behind that was basically it if the other team scored the first goal it was game over only only once did we get something out of a game after falling behind and that was when we drew at home to Guangzhou you know he couldn't change a game um Alternately, if we scored first, we're, we're pretty hard to beat. I think, actually, Songnam may have been the only team to do it. Maybe not, but you, when you beat us 4-1 in the, early in the season, we scored yeah. after two minutes, you came back and pumped us. But most of our times, if we scored first, we'd get the win. If we conceded first, we'd lose. So he, he couldn't seem to change the, the, the flow of the match. Um, yeah, and I mean, as for the players, yeah, 
just, actually they looked lost quite often, which I think must come back to the coach. Okay, so I mean, you obviously suffered a few injuries. Well, actually, I mean, a few, like several injuries. They probably more than most teams, you know, that you lost. You know, the Kim Dong Chan, Adrian Lair, you know, like a lot of kind of big players and potentially big players across the season. Do you think that kind of having to chop and change the team, is that something that, that might have affected it as well? It could have. Uh, and I think, especially at the back with Lair's injury, he, he messed around four at the back, three at the back, uh, different central defensive partnerships. Then in the summer, he, uh, he basically had to, though, but he brought in again two new centre-halves because Lear was injured, Ma Sang-hoon Hoon had gone to Sangju, and Cho Yu-min was away at the Asian Games. So th- there was factors, but at the end of the day, I think, uh, yeah, the, whatever team was out there, they should have done better than, than what they actually did. I mean, the, the stats say it all, really. Okay. So that you talked about, you know, games at Guangzhou. You talked about games, you know, against Songnam. I mean, like, like you actually travelled pretty much the this length of Korea. I mean, that like you travelled all the way from Seoul all the way down to Ulsan to like watch watch the team. Like, what would you say were the highest and the lowest points along that 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 journey? Um, on the road, travelling wise, the, the Ulsan. Thing was, I was going to, I don't want to say it's a great trip. It was an interesting trip, you know, going on with the the, the staff and the, the fans. I mean, don't get us wrong, there's only about 15 of us. But, you know, leaving that Wednesday afternoon, getting back on the Thursday morning, uh, it felt like you were involved in something. As far as games go, the best away game was probably Ansan away when Vienna scored the winner with about maybe eight or nine minutes left, a stunning free kick. I think it was his first goal for the club. Yeah. And then at the end, when the you no, know, the players always come over, but for some reason that night, it just it felt you felt together. You felt you were in it together. It was a really good feeling. Okay. Um, but the best. Lowest point? Sorry. Lowest point. Lowest point. Uh I think it was probably the. I can't remember how near the end of the season, maybe six or seven games, going to Anyang and losing three 0 Just really did not try a leg. Or yeah. it didn't look like I'm sure they did try, but just nothing they tried came off, and it was a really flat performance. And yeah, I was just uh, scunnered weight by then. Okay. Um, so, they, over the course that you mentioned, Viana, you mentioned obviously, I mean, they play an important player that was missing out. Uh, they, who would you say over the course of, of, of the year, they, who was the, the, the standout player, if any, in a, in a Suwon FC shirt? It's really tough. Um, there's probably two. The goalkeeper, Kim Dasol, uh, he actually got the the Ultras Fan Award, which he, they present to him at Seoul Eland in the, the after the last game of the season. Uh, it was pretty consistent, good saves. You know, but again, we still lost twenty games, or he wasn't in goals for all of them. But yeah, he was pretty consistent, and then. The hero of the team at the moment is Joe Yumin, who was away with the Korean under-23s, won the Asian yeah. Games. He had a great first half of the season. I think after Asian Games, it, for me personally, I felt his form dipped a bit. But again, when he came back, it was after a summer break, so there was, again, there was like eight or nine new faces in again, and it was new central defensive partnerships for him, and it wasn't the easiest, but those two were probably the best two. But even they, I wouldn't say, had great seasons. Again, remember, I think it was one of the first games of the season that we actually went to to a game, um, and uh, we, you talked about the I think it was the number ten, like the poster boy who missed who missed a penalty in the first in the first uh, in the first game or the first couple of games. Then you, you guys like that, you guys like the um, MLB, you know, guys who came in, you know, like that big promotion when uh, Songnam came to town. Like, do you think? There were more like kind of hugely disappointing players then. I mean, like, do you think there was a lot of players who had a lot of expectation placed on them who just didn't perform? I would say so. The number ten you're talking about, Beck Sung Dong, not a bad end to the season, but the first half of the season I thought he was pretty poor. Again, the problem I've got is I'm not quite sure where he played last season because I didn't follow him closely, but he was kind of pushed out 
right wide and I don't know if that suited him, suited his game. As for the Brazilians, MLB, so Matthias, uh, Alex Lima and Bruno, yeah, they, they were all pretty disappointing really. I mean, Alves, Matthias Alves, he was gone by summer. Yeah. Uh, the one that came with the biggest reputation was Alex Lima, who came from Houston Dynamo and MLS. Um, you could see at times that there was a player in there, but it just never really, never really worked for him. Whether that was the people around about him, or I, I don't know, but yeah, it was a, a wee bit disappointing considering what had been sold about him beforehand. Okay, so if you had to describe the the season in in three words. Uh, what would it be? And please remember, it's a family podcast. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. This to, to just put down to three words. Um, I don't know if I'm cheating here, but I'll say disappointing, okay. frustrating, and then the last one. I don't know if I'll get away with one word. Character building. Okay, that would do it, that would do it, yeah. So it was a disappointing season, a frustrating building, but it was character building for who? For yourself or for the players or for the fans? What do you think? For myself, probably for everyone, but um, like as I'm sure most people know through our connection, we're Celtic fans, and whether people think Celtic have a good team or get it too easy, whatever, we're used to success and fairly attractive football. So, actually, going and watching Suwon FC was, was an eye opener and definitely character building. Truth be told, I was, I was a bit disappointed or shocked, I'm not sure, by the, the general level. Of the all, all K2 there were some yeah. good players and some good teams but overall I thought the level was uh, pretty poor but you know that's that comes with the territory okay. and I guess that brings me on to my next question you know that you talked about about the level of the K2 I mean obviously as we know now like in the playoffs uh, so beat Pusan they over over the two legs they beat them like 3-1 in Pusan and then it was a one-inch draw here so like, having seen I mean, having seen Pusan close up, they, were you surprised that they fell apart quite so easily? I mean, the, the red card's huge in that game. I mean, I, I don't actually know what position that guy played. I didn't see the first half. Um, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm going to guess he was a centre half because the three sole goals actually were all came for crosses into the box. Yeah. So whatever happened, if he was a centre half, then that may explain what happened there. Um, so the, the red card's huge. Um... Yeah, they'll be disappointed in some of the goals they conceded. But if it was 11 v 11, I think it might have been a different outcome. Um, so they did fall apart in that second 45 minutes at home, but uh, I think the red card accounts for most of that. Okay, okay cool. Um, back to FC, like your manager, uh, he's been given like a one year extension, uh, I believe. That was the. I think that's what we were talking about before. What is the, what is the general feeling? Among the fans, they, I mean, they for yourself and for the, you know, they, the, the kind of normal Suwon FC fan as well. What do you think? I mean, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I think it's a funny one. It's, um, I think it's, the people I've seen about me, they seem more apathetic about it. It's hard to say. Let's say I was disappointed with him this season, no doubt about it. But hopefully he's learned. I mean, if we, if we get come in with a new guy straight away again it's, it's, we start from scratch again so we've got to just hope that um, he's learned his lessons the players that are still going to be there next year because I'm sure there'll be a huge turnaround uh, know what he wants and are able to implement it a little bit surprised but I'm not overly upset about it Okay, and I only have a couple of questions left. They were they talking about I think about Sony FC in twenty nineteen. Then where do you think they'll they'll finish next season? Do you think over this close season they you know will he get he bring in maybe more players or you know they keep the ones that he can work with? Do you think they'll challenge for the title for the playoff or do you think it'll be much of the same again? Again, it all comes down to the players that are available come March. We know that. It seems that the three Brazilians will not be there. Uh, well, I'm talking about Viana there as the third Brazilian, Alex and Bruno and others. Um, they've agreed to bring in a Colombian from American fo- soccer, okay. uh, American football, who had been he had played in the MLS, but I think currently or he's most recently been in the the tier below. So again, who who knows with that one? Um, so there's going to be changes like every club. You know, the, the merry-go-round of players and careers 
unbelievable. Personally, at the moment, I find it hard to believe that we'll be above the likes of Deju, eh, Dejon, Busan, John Am. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Asan, what's going to happen with them? Will there be an Asan team or not? Uh, and the likes of ourselves, Anyang, Buchon, even Eland, we're all, we're all kind of scrambling about the same place. The league is so tight, you know, you could finish it anywhere from third to bottom without there being much in it. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm not, I'm not overly confident. I won't be predicting them for automatic promotion. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay, and what about yourself? Like, uh, will we be seeing you in the Tempest stand with a season ticket, or do you think you'll be maybe going back to just going to the occasional game? No, no, I plan to be a season ticket. Uh, as you know, Max plays with our youth team, so it's actually kind of expected upon it of us that we'll, okay, uh, yeah. we'll get a ticket and get behind the team. But as much as I say there's been a disappointing, frustrating season, I've enjoyed a lot of it. The, the anticipation going back to games again uh, you know the, the football wasn't great we didn't win many games but the, the, it did feel good being a fan again a proper fan yeah. uh, hopefully next season get a few more wins okay sweet excellent well thank you very much Joe it's always a pleasure talking to you you've actually you've put in a a, a full season review uh, that we can read on on our website uh, so if anyone wants to swing by there and have a look um, and yeah, as always, a pleasure talking to you, and I'm sure we'll be talking again uh, during the close season, yeah? Yeah, well, you've only got one K2 member left now, so yeah, I guess it falls on me. <laughs> it does indeed, mate, it does indeed. But we almost have two, though. Like, Paul was almost a K2 member, so so yeah, you're the only one left, yeah? That's right. <laughs> okay, sweet. Have a good one, Joel. I'll talk to you again, yeah? You too, mate. Take it easy. <laughs> Take care, bye. Bye. Some pretty interesting comments there from someone that's been in Korea a while but has not really followed the K League. Uh, and even though the season wasn't that great he's going back for more next year yeah I mean I think he he got the K-League bug and you can read his full season review like the full rather long review on our blog on 48shadesblog.com and if you look at the photographs on that especially like you know the the kind of headline photograph I think he really did bond you know as you said he kind of bonded with a lot of the the fans and I I think he felt part of the Subon FC K-League supporting family. So, yeah, good to see that he's not thrown in the towel, um, even though he has to because of his son. But anyway, it's good to see that he is still going to go back anyway. Uh, and uh, I got asked a similar question, like, if, if Sol get relegated, are you still going to go? Are you still going to get a season ticket? I said, why wouldn't I? It's dirt cheap. I, I hope they put the price down a little bit. Um, I mean, it didn't even cross my mind that whenever Sol and got relegated, I, I didn't think twice about getting a season ticket. I bought two in the K2. Next year, I can buy a K1 one. <laughs> Just for one year. Just for one year, well, probably, yeah. It'll be, it'll be between uh, Songnam and Seoul, and, uh, Songnam and Seoul for the, the playoff spot, right? Um, of course, the end of the season means that the end of the Prediction League. Do you want yep. to go through the top four? I'll go through second, third and fourth, if you want. Okay. So, despite some... It looking like there was a larger point gap than there actually was. Uh, the the winner was yourself uh, by one point. One point. One point over uh, Tim Barnes, aka Modern Soul. Uh, so well done, Paul. Con- congratulations. What, uh, what do I win? Uh, what? What do I win? Uh, well, fortunately, as we agreed at the beginning, uh, the podcast host could not win anything. Uh, surely, normal normal sort of competition rules. Friends and families of employees can't win so that means no prizes at all surely uh, you think any of them are our friends <laughs> Father John has texted us numerous times about how much he loves us <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair point and he will we'll maybe, get, we'll maybe get him on to talk about his love uh, in a future show yeah but yeah you did finish first Modern Soul was second uh, unfortunately on the final day I had an absolute FC Solar uh, and slipped from the ACL spot into fourth Who's the FA Cup winner then? We didn't do an FA Cup this year. Okay, so then I might be an ACL then, right? But uh, we are planning to do an uh, Asian Cup prediction competition. Of course we are. And if there's demand, we're quite happy to do ACL, K2, FA Cup for next year. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think... ACL, st- definitely. We started out with... Well, I think ACL would be good to get people from around the region participating. Yeah. 
because we started off with what, about 25 people yeah. and we ended up, only ended up with about sort of eight to 10 people who were participating regularly, which is a little bit disappointing. Um, but yeah, especially if you're not in the country, it's difficult to remember to get your predictions yeah. in on time. And I think, to be fair, that Modern Soul would have beat me, but round about when he had his baby, he, he missed a couple of weeks, so. Okay, which is why we are giving him first prize, right? Yeah. And we will be contacting First prize, asterisk. Asterisk. <laughs> and we will be contacting him soon about his gift or his, his prize and how we will get it to him. Surely it's only, it's like a lottery. You have to come along and, and like hold a, a novelty giant sized first prize, whatever it is. <laughs> it's like a big. In, in person. Yeah, but you have to hold, you have to hold a big collodon or a big camelot sign or something, yeah? Um, also, there will be a prize for the, for the Reverend. We know that you're listening, or maybe you're just drunk listening, but whatever. Uh, so we will also be in contact, Reverend, about how you will get your prize and we'll, what it we'll is. We'll be reciprocating your love. Yes. So with the next Mark couple of because I, I don't swing that way. <laughs> so within the next week or so, uh, check your DMs and we'll talk to you about your gift and or your prize. Sorry, I keep saying gift your prize and how we'll get it to you. Yeah. Uh, and the Asian Cup one will be up and running. ASAP. ASAP. So watch out for that. Yep. Get retweeting, get as many people involved as possible. Uh, of course, if you happen, I guess our prize can only be open to people who actually live in Korea, right? Well, yeah, unless we can do some sort of online thing, like I don't know, like a 48 years of football. Football. A signed, uh, signed shirt. <laughs> a signed photograph of the Phantom in Hong Kong. <laughs> Anyway, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so is that time for us to wrap up, wrap things up? Yeah, you want to do a, a, a winner and loser of the season? Okay, who's the winner of the season for you, Paul? Um, I want to say Kyungnam. Okay. Got to be winner of the season. Or Kyung, Kyungnam fans. Okay. Anyone associated with Kyungnam. Okay. I'm going to say one of the season are I'm going to say one of the season are Ulsan fans for having the absolute pleasure of getting to see Mix Dixieland for a few games before he heads off to uh, Man City. Man City heads back to Man City. Um, I just want to rumor rumor has it that Mark Howe's off. He's supposed to be off, and if it's if anything's to go by, he's in Thailand. That's like having the time of his life with his family right now in Phuket. Like I've been watching, I've been following him on on Instagram, and he's like in the in the the, the Thai version of uh, Ocean World every day. I think you say like <laughs> I, Ocean I'm World. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, or <laughs> yeah. Love Island, or some Temptation Island. Um, yeah, but surely with him gone, Kyung Nam aren't going to find a. An adequate replacement. He's going to be like Dayan leaving Seoul now. You'd imagine so. Uh, that's going to be a huge blow, a massive blow. Yeah. Surely should at least try and figure out a way to keep him until the the, the ACL group stages are done. I think it's done and dusted. I think he's moving. I think he's going to China. Apparently, is what I heard. All right, your loser of the season. K League for losing players at Marcao Kiminje Kiminje the the Chumbuk defender. Chumbuk defender is apparently going to China as well. Um, yeah. At least Ulsan are sight. At least uh, Yoon Young Sun, who's leaving Songnam, is, is allegedly rumoured to be going to Ulsan. So he's staying in the Key League, but the Key League loses too many of its star players. Um, so I think for me, the Key League it needs to stop losing as many of these great players. The young guy, I don't know, I can't remember his name, but the young guy from Incheon who signed for Augsburg yesterday uh, is another one. Like young guy that maybe 19 or so straight away had a couple of good games this season or whatever bang off to Germany um, so I think we do lose too many of our potential players and our good players so for me the losers is the key league for that reason uh, loser for me I, I guess I can't disagree with you obviously the the obvious choice for me would be just to say soul, soul fans having to put up with that rubbish all year um, but got a new player in Shin Taeyong Son's going to sign as well, apparently. Yeah, that's what I read. So I read, yeah. So, although boo. he's like 16 or 17, right? Still boo, Judas. <laughs> so. He's, he's just not the Blue Wings, I guess. I don't think you'd allowed him to sign for the Blue Wings, right? Have you got any ideas for an outro for today? Well, because you just told me that Shin Taeyong's sign, uh, son has signed for, for Seoul, I think it's only fitting that we go with no son of mine. Bye. Whoever sang it. He signed me.